Let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. It's no mystery. Utah is in an extreme drought. That is why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation. Smartly find out more at smartrain.net. He is the athletic director at the University of Utah. Mark Harlan with us here on The Big Show. Mark, thank you very much for a few minutes. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Mark, have you gotten totally acclimated to be in the, the big cheese, the big boss up there? <laughs> Well, I'm acclimated about being here. I know about the big cheese. It is amazing to think that, that this is uh, going into my fourth fall uh, as we welcome all our students back in the fall sports the last few weeks. It's, it's amazing how fast it's gone, but uh, continue to feel blessed every day about being here. So what's the last year and a half been like for you? Start, say, oh, March of last year until now. How's it been? Yeah, it's been a uh, it's been quite a journey, you know. I'm always sympathetic to the fact that everyone's going through a journey uh, as we manage through the pandemic. But um, just try to keep very focused on the health and safety of our students and our staff, and 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 trying to make sure that we're just being real communicative uh, to those groups in particular. You know, you go back to March when everything ended, and and how we had to just remind everybody to control their controllables and, and graduate in some cases, or just finish strong in school and keep them safe through the summer and then of course the the on and off again um situation with our fall sports uh you know i i look back on some files on that just the other day and i was shaking my head and just couldn't believe some of the things i was reading and thinking about what it'll look like in 10 years but you know it's just now you fast forward to today i just met with our football team this week our volleyball team our soccer team and just you know it's just so thankful for everything that they've done and what they've gone through and, and, and now just so excited about what's to come. So a lot of enthusiasm as we take these next steps. Mark, have you been able to handle the, uh, the economic losses? All right. Gordon, we, we are, we are in a good place. You know, the ending number was right around $32 million. Um, you know, it's a lot of money, uh, could have been a lot worse. Um, obviously, uh, we were able to get some football games in, some basketball games in that helped with our TV revenue, um, combined with just some amazing sacrifices by our staffs with their salaries and, and uh, those type of things and furloughs. So we were able to keep the number uh, in a manageable way, and we've just continued to work with great, great cooperative leadership here at the University of Utah with our trustees and um, certainly, uh, you know, Ruth Watkins and, and now President Randall uh, to make sure that none of that hinders us going forward. So we got a good plan and uh, it's not going to stop us whatsoever. I want to get your thoughts on on conference expansion or realignment, I should say, because it's not necessarily conference expansion, conference realignment, starting with Texas and Oklahoma and where, you know, we might be going with this. Uh, last time major conference realignment happened, it was a really good thing for the University of Utah getting into the Pac-12. And I can't remember if you were at Arizona or UCLA at the time, but you got to see it on the other side of things. And so I'd be interested to hear your perspective on where you think we're going. Yeah, it's been been quite a couple weeks. Uh, to say the least, um, I like to think things don't surprise me anymore, and and that one certainly did. You know, I've had time to reflect, and it probably shouldn't shouldn't surprise me based on you know the Big 12 members having to commit to to grants of rights and those kind of things, and obviously those two schools made a decision for their future. Certainly uh, caused quite a uh, 
trimmer throughout the business. And, you know, I, I love the approach that uh, our commissioner, George Klyovkov, has taken on this with the leadership of the presidents and with input from the ADs that, you know, it's silly not to listen. I think that's leadership. I think you should listen. And, and those schools that are interested in talking to the Pac-12 uh, have been doing so. And I think that approach is is a good way to do it. It's good for George, too, to, to, to learn and meet some of these people, learn more about institutions. But, you know, I don't think our conference is out there looking to expand by any means, but I think they're willing to listen. You know, it's a high bar in terms of revenue expectations for anyone coming in and partnership and um, all those kind of things. But I'm excited about what the future is for our league. We've got 12 great schools and great cities, and um, I think uh, our commissioner's approach to this makes a lot of sense. Based on your experience in the past, Mark, what do you, what do you foresee college football looking like five, ten years from now? Well, you know, that's one that, that I wish I had. Um, I wish I had the ability to answer it in, 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 in some way that would be realistic. I, I, I know that um, – here's what I know. There's so many eyeballs on, on college uh, football in particular, and I think, you know, data suggests there's even more coming and there's going to be more players to the space. Um, and I think that, you know, the, the, the one thing that I that I think we're heading toward is, is more centralized leadership in some ways to, to – uh, lead the sport forward. I'm a member of the Football Oversight Committee. Um, there's members of each Power Five conference and some others, and certainly we're involved with key decisions in college football. But at the end of the day, the power lies in the various different conferences. So I like to think there'll be more of a um, central type leadership to deal with the key issues going forward. I'm not so on board with super conferences. I mean, I certainly can see that happening. I know Whit and I have talked about that. He kind of sees that happening. Um, I can see more partnerships in creative ways with conferences to try to move together for, in, a, in, a, in a proactive manner. But um, I know the game is still going to be here. I know it's going to be big as ever. But who leads it, what it looks like, um, are the things that uh, we're all trying to noodle through for sure. In leadership, are you thinking that the NCAA may be left behind? Well, if you look at football already, it, it, it's just, you know, NCAA just doesn't oversee any of the postseason in football. And that's always been a strange dynamic. Uh, if you consider their role in other sports. NCAA overall, certainly the Alston de- decision um, a, a few months ago, and it's <laughs> last time I checked, 9-0 to zero in the Supreme Court is, is, is uh, pretty, pretty clear. I think it's allowing us to, um, you know, really relook at the whole idea of the NCAA. What are they good at? What are they not good at? And what, what transformational changes can be made? You know, yesterday that committee uh, was announced. Uh, that group's going to look at everything A to Z to come forward with, with new ways forward. I do anticipate maybe more authority within the conferences um, and, uh, and some other adjustments uh, like that. I guess the question is, is what conferences are going to be around, right? Yeah. Uh, that's the other question that has to be looked at. But I do think we're going to see some tremendous changes in the NCAA going forward in the whole model. So you mentioned the new uh, conference commissioner, uh, George Klyavkov, and I had a chance to talk to him a couple of weeks ago at Pac-12 Media Day, and he, he certainly left a good impression to me. But I two-part question, uh, you know, what kind of first impression has he left with you? And then the second part, and maybe this one's a little bit more difficult, when Gordon and I talked a lot about, you know, what the Pac-12 was going to be looking for, and of course, negotiating media rights and, and that kind of background was one thing. But then, you know, Larry Scott was also, well, I, I shouldn't bring Larry into this conversation, but, but George was lacking in administrative experience, let me put it that way, and experience, you know, boots on the ground in a, in a college athletic program. So uh, what do you think about George this far? And second, does, does his lack of a background in that area concern you? 
Well, let's go to the first. I mean, uh, very impressed uh, with with everything he's done to date. Um, very inclusive. Uh, he calls me, texts me. Uh, I do the same. You know, his first uh, thing he did was was called all the ads within 24 hours after his announcement. Um, invited us all to Las Vegas to to get together. Uh, we dug in for a full day informally and, and talked about uh, how how we, we we all want to move forward together. Um, and it was it was great. I mean, I left there feeling like this is going to be a really good thing. And I also left there realizing how smart he is um, and how much studying he had done uh, even prior to meeting us. So, yeah, I mean, of course, when it first was announced and, and again, they kept that that search very quiet for all the right reasons. I, I think it's fair to say, you know, boy, he hasn't been on a campus or, you know, the, the challenges that are ahead in this NCAA space that we just talked about. But um, he's done his homework and he's a great listener too, right? So all of us in that room have that experience. So he's leaning on us for that. At the same time, he's a visionary you know, when it comes to television distribution, uh, revenue uh, increases everywhere he's been. Um, so you combine that with the fact that he's a good listener on the other side. I think we've got ourselves a, a great shot uh, uh, to really move the conference forward. I don't know how you prepare for a job like that, Mark. I mean, is that, is that something that you would ever want to be a conference commissioner? We were joking with him. You know, like July 1 was his start date, which, as you guys know, it was the, the first day of name, image, and likeness. And the Alston case had just been decided. Um, and then a few days after that, or I don't know, all the dates combined, you know, then we got the, the, the realignment stuff going on. So we joked, you know, you want to, you know, how about that MGM job you had? And how does that look now? Right. <laughs> I mean, he really jumped into it. But I think, you know, and he said this the other day, he just he looks at these as all these opportunities for the league. And also, I think when you when you go through crisis, as most of your listeners know, you, you know, you, you tend to endear yourself to others and you create teamwork and partnerships pretty fast and that's what really what we're what we're seeing with him so yeah it's a it's a tough job gordon you know i love being on a campus it's <laughs> it's just such a great uh, environment for me and my family and and you know like i mentioned just being in front of the volleyball team earlier this week i mean that's that's what it's all about so i love being on a campus Mentioned name, image, and likeness. Got to ask you about that. Um, you know, it seemed to have come so quickly, and it certainly seemed like the University of Utah was prepared. To take us through, you know, your role in that and what you're trying to do to to put your your student athletes in a position to succeed. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. It was it's just been like a two year, three year build, and then all of a sudden it was it was here. And of course, you know, two days before we still didn't know the rules and how we could do it. As, 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 as you guys know, we don't have a state law here. Right. So we, we were waiting for the NCAA to, to, to kind of come down with their edicts. Well, they finally did about a day or two before and just two tenants. One can't be used for inducement uh, to, to bring someone to, to the university, nor can it be used in inducement to keep one to stay, which is obviously we're seeing more transfers. And, and the other one was you can't do pay for play. So you can't do any kind of contracts, young person gets paid for how many yards they run or whatever it might be. That's it. And in a state with no law, now you got yourself an opportunity to really launch the exciting stuff that you hoped you could. Um, you just didn't know what the rules would be. So where we are today, incredible partnership with the business school here, Eccles School of Business, the Lausanne Institute, you know, one of the top rated entrepreneurial centers in this country. Our students are engaged with, with those thought leaders uh, to really, you know, look forward and what they want to do, work with their time management, education, uh, all the things they need to do, and then go after it and go get it. And we're empowering our students to do that. We certainly have some compliance checks we want them to go through so they don't get caught up in something that, that's too far. And I've been 
really impressed with our students. I mean, the ones that have the time right now, they're jumping into it. We're seeing some really cool deals develop uh, in various different spaces. Um, and we're just trying to work collaboratively with them. It's not my job or anyone's job to take X player to somebody. They got to do that. I think that's part of the learning process that they need to do. Um, so we're seeing it. You know, we know we have our Olympic gymnastics that'll be here pretty soon. I think we'll see some really fun stuff come from them. Um, and certainly as the football program gets started again here in a couple of weeks and, and stars rise, um, we'll see more of it going forward. But, hey, I love it. I mean, our students are excited about it. It's an opportunity for them, and we want to make sure that uh, they capitalize in all ways possible. It's interesting to hear you say that, Mark, because it seems like some powers that be in college football have been resisting this for uh, some time. And uh, you're much you're a much more nuanced, uh, sophisticated thinker than Jake and I are. But <laughs> but well, Jake and I have disagreed on this issue for a long time, and I don't want to mischaracterize how you feel about it, Jake. But I've I've been for it. Uh, Jake has some concerns about it. Is this a good thing? Uh, thinking from your own mind inside. Uh, the far reaches of yeah. Mark Harlan's mind. Is this Not a too good far, thing? Is, I can assure you. Is this a good thing? Well, listen, it's a good thing for the student-athlete to be able to do what other students on the campus do. It's always bothered me some of the restrictions that the um, successful cellist or successful theater arts major could do, um, knowing that our students in some ways have a much larger platform. Um, I wish there was more uniformity in the rules. I wish there was a federal rule that could say a little bit more specific on the rules of engagement. And I think we may just get there. Um, but, you know, on the same token, there's always things that you worry about in this industry that, that aren't right. You know, there's always folks that are going to uh, not follow rules or things of that nature. And I think the time had come to, we had to move beyond that and we have to look at what's best for the student. Um, and that's what's really, really happened here. Do I look like I saw yesterday and, and I kind of put my hands on my forehead when I see, you know, an, an Ohio State um, incoming player with a new car picture there with the car dealer? I thought that's the photo we've been terrified of uh, for, for years. And I looked at it and I, I was like, oh, gosh, you know, knowing one of our kids could, could have that opportunity or BYU, whoever. And I thought, you know what, we can survive that. We can survive that. You know, we can we can do this. Um, and, you know, we just got to we got to hope that the schools do the right things. But I think a kind of a, a look across the landscape to kind of have uniformity since the NCAA now really can't do that in this space. I would still like to see more uniformity in, in it. But seven weeks in and talking to some ADs and the SEC and the Big Ten, certainly our conference and and others, um, there's some some comfort settling in that people are really trying to do the right thing. Mark, we know time is short, and Gordon and I have a laundry list of stuff uh, that we wanted to get to, but uh, it would be remiss if we ran out of time and didn't ask you about Michaela Skinner. What a special story uh, there in Tokyo at the Olympics that had to uh, do the athletic department proud. How about that? Just You know, when good things happen to good people, it's great, but also when good things happen to people that have gone through so much. And, you know, to just see it go down and the way it went down, right, for her to get that opportunity because another athlete was so brave to come forward with what she was struggling through mentally. Um, I just thought the whole story was incredible. Um, you know, we're looking forward to her coming out and visiting and going to try to convince her to come out to a football game so 51,000 can cheer her on. And, and, of course, the other Olympians that are coming back in that sport for us. So great moment for her and, and a very proud moment for the University of Utah in all regards. Uh, can I sneak one last one in here, Mark? I, I'm curious to know from you and your standpoint, 
What is your expectation for Utah football? I mean, I get in conversations with people all the time, and I say Utah's a great school, it's a great location, and they say, oh, well, it's not USC, or it's not Oregon, or it's not this, or it's not that. what, What do you have in mind for what needs to be accomplished with that program? Well, you know, it's it's always good to be compared to folks. I think there's a lot of folks chasing us now too, which is a really neat thing. Listen, I mean, I'm I'm so excited about the football season. Uh, you asked about program, but but uh, I'm so excited about the football season. I'm I'm, I'm really um, pleased with with this roster and the depth and and all the seniors that came back and these newcomers that have just been off the charts already in camp. And so very excited about the season. We all know that we we made a huge leap a few years ago, winning the South and then back to back. Our next step is to win that that conference championship um, and and get to the promised land, which is you know the the. Final Four uh, and or the Rose Bowl and you know everything we do in that program is designed to do that along with keeping our graduation rate is 94% which is where Witt's got them and all those things so you know that's obviously the next step Witt and I are, are agreeing in that that that's where we want to be we know every year is a challenge but um, our recruiting has been great I think the way coaches handled the transfer porter and transfer porter in such a way that it's been great for the Utes. Uh, is also another really, really great thing for us. So, very excited. Uh, I understand perceptions are what they are. We got to pop into that that last uh, those last special games, and, and that's what uh, every day we we try to take a step forward to uh, to do that. Well, Mark, thank you very much for coming on the show. It's a it's a pleasure to have you, and uh, congratulations on the stadium as well. That's something we we couldn't uh, or we didn't just quite get to. So, uh, congratulations on that. We appreciate you jumping on. Thanks, guys. I look forward to seeing it at the games this fall. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mark. Utah Athletic Director Mark Harlan with us here uh, on The Big Show. That stadium does look sweet when you drive by it, doesn't it? It looks great. And the aerial pictures look cool. It's something that you know people have been talking about for a long time. It's really something that needed to happen, not so much the you know closing in the corners, which is you know I'm sure fans are excited about, but the locker rooms really needed it and the press room and all those facilities in there that just needed a little boost, a little upgrade and they they took advantage of it add some added some seats and it's gonna I think it's uh, it's something that's gonna benefit the program. That whole south end zone area, man, that looks nice the way they've sort of in, integrated that into the rest of what's there. Uh, looks good to me. We'll get to more next 97.5 and 1280 the zone.